Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Trick Talks. My name is Barbara Lally and today I'm here with April. How are you doing today, April? Good, how are you? Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. I'm doing really well. Are you ready to kind of dive into this? Yes, let's, let's just go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, great, thanks. So tell us a little bit about your trick. When did you start? Where did you pull from? Things like that. Okay, so it's actually an interesting story because I didn't I didn't even know that trick existed. I didn't know that it was a condition at the time. I was in college. I was away at school. I was really stressed, trying to fulfill my dreams or what I thought at that time was to be a nurse. And I was in nursing school. And when I came home, I realized that there was like hair like on like my shoulder. And I was like, oh, well, like maybe I'm shedding or like I need to change my conditioner. And then the following week, one of my best friends came up to visit me and she was like, did you notice that like you're like bald right here? And I was like, no, I was like, oh, my gosh, like I wonder if this is like alopecia. She was like, no, but it looks like it's um like a pattern. And then like she looked on the other side. And she was in school as well for, you know, therapy and becoming a mental health therapist. And she's like, you know, like there's a condition for people that like pull their hair. And I was like, no, that can't be me. And she was like, no, like this is not the first time that I've seen it. So like, you know, I just wanted to check in to make sure that everything was okay. So that weekend we searched and looked it up. And that's when I found out that it was an actual condition. So for the most part, it's literally like this side, like right by my ear. It's like for some reason, like it feels like the greatest in the world, which is why now, like I've had long hair, like raw shrimp length, and it would just be thin right here on the sides. And then everywhere else would be like a full head of hair. And I really became very self-conscious about it. So when I realized that those were like my focal points of when I pulled my hair, I've just been keeping my hair short just to alleviate any of that. So that's when I officially found out that had to be almost 10 years ago. Wow. Wow. Yeah. How did it feel being approached by a friend and then later finding out, hey, this is actually what I do? Was it like, were you scared or, or were you like, little angry how, how did you react inside when when she brought that up yeah so when I first looked it up there wasn't a lot of African-American women that had images when you search through you know reputable websites as far as what the condition was and a lot of them you seen like eyelashes or eyebrows and so I was like no like I was in denial like I accepted that what she was saying was to be true but I was in denial in a sense of I have so much hair, it'll grow back. Like, it's just a phase. I'm taking tests, like it's midterms right now. But then as I got older, when I left that school, when I came back home and decided to change career paths, I realized that it wasn't the school. It wasn't that I was in a program. It happened when I was under a lot of stress. And every single time I would see hair on my shoulder, I'm like, okay, this really is a medical condition that I'm dealing with and I'm going to have to try to find a way to handle it because I was one shocked. I don't even know how I even started doing it. I don't know when I do it. Um, so the fact that I had a friend that was there for me and she still is to this day, like she'd be like, Abe, um, your hair's looking short, what's happening? Like she always knows that that's like a focal point for her to like really check in or to be there for me to make sure that I'm okay. But I was definitely in denial 
in the beginning. And now I'm more aware of what's happening. It still makes me sad because sometimes I can't control it and I don't know what my trigger points are as far as I want to be a professional. Let me say that <laughs> with understanding my trigger points. But yeah, I was definitely in denial in the beginning. Like, nope, like I can totally overcome this. And then like when my hair would grow back, I would like, see, my hair grew back. Like I knew it, you know, but mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was hard. It was tough. to. It still is tough to navigate through it. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned your hair growing back. Do you notice your trick kind of goes in waves? Like it'll grow back. It comes, you know, you want to pull it out again. Have you noticed a pattern within that or it just kind of shows up when it wants to? Yeah, for me, well, it's not that it shows up when it wants to because stuff be happening in life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But in that, there are waves, like there are seasons where I'll have a whole bunch of hair. And then now I'm getting to the point where I'm in an okay place in my life. But now I just want to keep those areas short because I don't want to trigger myself to go down a hole because there was one point in time where this side was completely shaved. So I had no type of boundaries as far as like being able to pull my hair or anything that would trigger that to happen. But what ended up happening was I started pulling even more closer. So wherever there was hair, I would still do it as a coping mechanism to whatever or wherever my mind was at. So yeah, it definitely does happen in waves, but it's, I I never know when. And I think that's the part that people with this condition and people on the outside that do not have this condition really understand or rather don't understand is like, I don't know when it happened. If I can tell you, Trust me, I wouldn't be bold right now. <laughs> I really wouldn't. So yeah, it's just discouraging sometimes because like I'm dealing with it right now, actually. And like now that my hair is growing out, like I'm gonna see my stylist really soon. And I'm just so like discouraged because I was, there was a certain style that I wanted to have, but I have to also be mindful that I have a medical condition and I have to deal with that as well and not just focus on the style and what's actually practical for my everyday life. Mm-hmm. When you first, you know, understood that, you know, hey, I have, I have trick, were you maybe nervous to go to the stylist? I know some people, if they have a spot, they're like, I'm not going, I, I don't feel comfortable here. Were you always comfortable, like with sharing with your stylist or something? No, and my stylist and I have an amazing relationship. Like I travel to get my hair done. I'm from New York. My stylist is in Philadelphia. And I've been going to her for seven years now. Um, And there are times when I wear a wig, I'll get braids in my hair just to really conceal it. And then I know that she's going to cut it and blend it so that it looks amazing because she's just amazing at what she does and and, an award-winning stylist, which is so great and comforting for me. But sometimes I'm ashamed. I'm like, I'm not even going to come to her with my hair looking like this, because when I leave, I know she's going to make sure that I leave feeling confident. But deep down inside, I know the reason why we went so short and why we had to change gears to where my hairstyle is the way that it is now. So there are times where I'll push back our appointment or I won't make an appointment at all, just so that I have enough hair that will make me feel comfortable and confident to actually sit there and leave there being pleased with myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. 
No, and it's important to share that too, because, you know, like you said, she will make you feel confident, but you're like, I'm not really feeling confident with myself right now. I don't really want. That. Yeah. And I didn't want to be and understanding and knowing that I'm in the season of pulling my hair has been something that I've been trying to be more keen and more in tune with myself with. And then even within that, my thought process is, okay, she'll make me look amazing and I'll leave there feeling great. But if I'm still feeling the way that I feel, it's going to be pointless for me because I'm still going to pull my hair. So mm -hmm. I also think about like economically and financially, what sense does that make? Because then I'm going to end up putting braids in my hair again to try to conceal it so that people won't really notice it as much. So I think about it. It's like so many different things that go on in your mind. Like once you have those episodes and you really understand what's happening. Mm -hmm. Now, do you notice like for me, when I have a physical blocker, either I'm wearing a wig, I used to have um, little clip-in extensions. When you have the physical blocker and then you take it off, do you find yourself going right to that area? That's what I used to do. Just like, oh, free now. <laughs> yeah, so I get crochet braids sometimes when it's like at its worst. And so they actually like cornrow your head down then like crochet the hair on top of it. And then, because the back over here is so short, when it grows out, there's nothing to catch onto the braid. And I'm like, oh, like, you know, like freedom. <laughs> like I have a little piece of it. And then I'm like, April, why did you just do this? You just spent money to conceal something. And then when you're taking it off, it's probably going to be far more worse than when you sat in the chair. But yes, that definitely, I definitely do that. It's like my, my, my brain just triggers to always go to the same spot over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And I pull, I pull on the left side, but right behind the ear. There's something about it. No way. Right here. No, like, see, no, there's something. Yeah. No, there's something. There's definitely something. Now I want to research <laughs> what's behind this ear because there has to be something that's connecting with the brain to signal a response for us to actually pull in the same area. There's definitely mm -hmm. something I'm going to look into for sure. Yeah, because like you mentioned, it grows back. Mine too. It grows back and then same spot, same spot, same spot every time. Mm -hmm. And then I get nervous that eventually there's going to be that one time or that one year where my hair never grows back. That's like one of my biggest, biggest fears. And then, and then what, April? Then what am I going to do? Like, mm -hmm. that's one thing that like I'm super, super nervous about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely the risk because at first I thought, you know, I didn't know really anyone with, you know, the permanent hair loss, but now that I'm in this community, oh, it's, it's a serious, it's real. It will happen. Yeah. It can, you yeah. Know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's definitely in the, the back of my mind that I need to make in the forefront and like be mindful. And that's the other thing, like when I see like my hair on my shoulder, it's like, okay, April, like it's happening right now. So I'm aware but it still happens. And it's mm -hmm. not until when I'm actually styling my hair that I actually get a light bulb in my head, like you've gone too far. And then I revert back into, okay, now, all right, I've had my fix and I can't do it anymore. But even sometimes within that, because it's something that you can't control, it still ends up happening. But I do realize that when I style my hair and I see that it's not how I want it to be, I pull less. Mm, okay. Yeah. I 
describe myself when I'm like pulling, I'm in this trance and it's really, really hard for me to kind of break out of it. I have to like hop in the shower or like physically like shake my body because I'm just like in it. My hand keeps going no matter what. If I'm holding it down, it's still going to find its way. Do you find yourself being in that trance like state too? Yeah. And I think I, I know that I have to become more mindful of those moments because I was in a really good space right before the pandemic and I used to color all the time or I used to use a stress ball all the time like my body knew like April you are about to pull your hair and it made me more aware of what was happening and lately I haven't been in that place to be like no you need to do something else so I've been picking up other things that I enjoy which is reading I used to read all the time so now like I'm setting goals to be able to read one to two books a month and that keeps my mind stimulated and I realized that when I stimulate my mind on things that I enjoy I don't have more seasons of pulling my hair so we're working on it <laughs> well how did the pandemic affect your pulling did it make it a lot worse for me it sure did yeah so I'm a healthcare professional full-time um so I've been working nonstop. I've never worked from home during the pandemic. Um, so with that being said, I always got my hair braided. Um, I couldn't leave my hair out throughout the whole first year and a half of the pandemic just because I knew what my body is capable of doing. And I didn't want to now already be out there as an essential worker and then also worry about everything else that I deal with medically. So I knew that the smartest thing for me to do was to protective style my hair. Mm -hmm. And thank you for your work. You know, if you don't thank hear it, you. Often, you're appreciated. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. But yeah, it um that was definitely me being proactive, which I try to do sometimes as well. But specifically, I was like, okay, um, definitely got to braid my hair. Um, I got crochet braids a lot during that time, like anything, like, and that's, and I mean, as soon as one style would come out, the next, <laughs> the next one would go back in. I think I've only, I had my hair out maybe two weeks throughout the whole pandemic at the height of it through, um, 2021. And I, I just, I couldn't do anything else. I didn't even mm -hmm. want to, my mental capacity of actually thinking of something else would definitely increase my stress level. And I, I couldn't afford that. Mm -hmm. No, and that's yeah. so smart to know you're like, nope, I need it. Like, no, no, you know, freedom this time. Like, uh, we're getting braids. Like, that's, yeah, that's, that's really smart. Um, and I'm happy so for that because sometimes I'm not that logical <laughs> when it comes to that. And I'm also learning to be okay with that. And that's one thing in the beginning of my journey that I wasn't. I was very, very hard on myself. Like, you did it again. Like, how could you? You know better. You know what this is. You know what's going on. You should prepare. And sometimes I have to understand that life do happen and it's okay. And that's with everything. And I used to take that with other things in life, but now like, like it is okay. It's, mm -hmm. it's okay. Mm -hmm. How did you kind of change the, the, the self-talk? Did you, it was something that you just like worked on? Did you have mantras that you said? Cause it is true. Like when you first start, you're beating yourself down so much. How do you get mm -hmm. that positive 
outlook? Yeah, so for me, it's not just pulling my hair. It's a domino effect of everything. So I don't eat right. My sleep patterns is off. I'm irritated at work. I can't focus. So for me mentally, when I know that this is taking place, I also know that nine times out of 10, at least two out of the five things that I just named is going to happen in conjunction to what's already taking place. So I literally have to have a pep talk with myself before I go down that hole because now it's not just about my hair. It's not just about my condition. There's so many other things that I have to reform that I don't want to because then that'll make me spiral as well because then I have to understand and now recognize how I got to this point with all things. So because I'm aware of how my mind and my body actually reacts to it, I've made a conscious decision not to trust myself out about it and just go ahead and go into, you know, what's the next thing? What what can you do now that you know that this is what you just did versus going down a full rabbit hole of being, you know, sad and depressed with myself? that I let myself get to this point. So it really is a domino effect of my life as a whole that mm-hmm. leads me to be okay. And that just started happening during the pandemic. It was not like that before, but the pandemic and being in the forefront actually showed me what's important and what's to really focus on and what's to prioritize and not to let everything be a priority at the same time, because it's not humanly possible for me to be able to do that. So that's how I got to this point within the last year to be like, okay. It's like when I'm with my same friend that told me about it, she's like, Abe, leave it alone. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, nope. And I was like, you're right. No. And we <laughs> and we go on to something else. And she understands because we've been friends since high school that it has taken me a long time to get to this point. And that also helps with surrounding myself around people that are aware of the condition that's close to me to know not to harbor on, well, you didn't know? Well, why did you? I can't answer those questions for you. And before I used to feel like so down in myself, like, I know I should have. And yeah, you're right. And I'm like, I, I'm so, I, I can't answer that question for you. Like if, if I could, then I would. Or if I'm aware of what's happening when I'm doing all the tools that I need to do for myself, I let my close friends feel like, hey, this is this is a moment where I feel like I'm gonna pull my hair. I feel like it's coming. And then mm-hmm. I, I'm able to, you know, do a cause and effect. But yeah, that's that's what led me to be how I am now. Still a journey. Every day is a journey, but we get in there. Yeah, definitely. Besides the friend who pointed it out to you, when that first, when you first, you know, had that diagnosis, were you very open with other people, with friends and family, or was it something that you kept, you know, kept privately? No, I didn't share that, and it's so it's it's so funny that you say that because I'm already sharing so much about my life as it pertains to my reproductive health and everything else that I go through, that that was something that I did not share for a long time. I'm trying to remember, I think it was right before the pandemic that I actually shared. That had to be like 2020. (laughs) It's 2022. Like I was so ashamed because 
I work with beauty brands and I talk about skincare and I talk about wellness and all of the amazing products that I use for my hair that I kind of felt like I was contradicting myself to actually share that I have a medical condition that leaves me bald, but then I have a whole bunch of hair. And I was like, I'm tired. I'm tired of trying to conceal this. I'm tired of trying to explain it because I never wanted to be out and talk to people about all these amazing things with companies and brands. And they're like, well, we noticed, you know, over here. So what, what, and I like, and I'm like, no, this, this is a medical condition. This has nothing to do with anything else. So when I actually became aware of what it really means to talk about health and wellness, I actually understood that that was a part of it too. So I recently just came out and started talking about it two years ago. And I didn't even know that it was a big community like this. And I was like, oh my gosh, I should have said this earlier. It's kind of like how I felt when I finally came out that I had endometriosis. I'm like, wow, like, oh my goodness, like people really do exist that deal with the same thing. And it became more comforting for me to be able to share my stories. And this is actually my first time that I'm sharing my story besides like posting pictures on social media. So I'm mm-hmm. thankful <laughs> that I'm able to get it out. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I feel, I feel, you know, blessed that you're choosing to share it with me. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, Absolutely. So- when you first shared, how did that make you feel like clicking share and then it's out there? What was the response like? I know you said mentioned community. How did all that make you feel that moment you shared it? Yeah, it was liberating for me. And because my stylist is so amazing, it has went under the radar for so long that there were other people that were, you know, shocked and like, wow, I didn't know that you suffer with this wow, I didn't know that this was a thing. Like, I'm like, yeah, like there are so many different conditions that it's not just alopecia. Like there are other things that individuals deal with that you really, really don't know. And it actually almost to the point gave people a better understanding of people in general. Like when you're looking at someone because all of my other conditions is something that no one sees. It's all based on what I tell you. And this condition is something physical that you can actually see. So people can be more mindful when they're out in the street or when they're ha- having conversations with other people. And they may notice, you know, something about their physical appearance may look different than what they may feel is different to them. So I was happy that I was actually one not keeping out a secret anymore. And two, for people to be more mindful when they're around other individuals because you never know what they're dealing with and what they're going through. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give someone who's on the verge of wanting to share? They're nervous. What would you tell them? Yeah, that's great because this is still new to me. Um, One, take your time. And two, don't be ashamed. Um, I think that was two things that I did not do for myself because I didn't go for this long span of time because I was taking my time. I did it because I was ashamed and I didn't want no one to know that this is something that I was dealing with. To like actually understanding that it is a medical condition makes me not be ashamed to share my story. And everyone is not going to be like me or like you that will openly talk about it on social media. But I I think that's what people fail to realize sometimes with 
being vocal about it is actually joining a support group seeing other people that's dealing with it within your community is actually you expressing and sharing it because you actually took the step to find other people like you that's dealing with the same thing versus isolating yourself and dealing with it by yourself. Oh, and the community, I like you, I was so surprised when I was on Instagram, I like searched, you know, hashtag, <laughs> oh, that, what? I'm like, yes, where were these people at? <laughs> on my school, like, where were you? Like, I was so happy. Yeah, like even when you reached out to me, I was like, you have it too? I was like, yay. And it's like, it's whenever you have a condition, especially ones that are not, you know, globally talked about like that, like it's definitely reassuring and it definitely gives you a sense of comfort to know that you're not by yourself and that you're not crazy for like doing these things. And like, it really is a thing. It's unfortunate, you know, that, you know, we are dealing with this, but it is a fortunate thing that you're not dealing with it alone. So it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Is there anything now you could say no, but is there anything with your trick journey that you would have liked to change? Some people say no, but it's a nice question. Um, yeah, I wish I would have talked about it sooner to my family. Um, because now that I've been in therapy for the last few years, it made me understand my reasons why. And going back to understanding what it stemmed from. And now it's just stress in general. So now it's like, I'm an adult April. Like, you know, there's different things that now you have to do. But when I was younger, because I was a very observant and quiet child, I didn't say much. Um, so that's just one thing, just in general, as being an individual, I wish I would have talked more. Maybe I wouldn't be where I am now on my journey or even on my journey. But I definitely wish I would have said something once I realized that it was an actual condition and I didn't. I feel similarly. You know, I think it's so hard because this, the moment I'm pulling my hair out, I'm thinking what I'm doing is wrong. Like someone's going to be mad, whether it's my yeah. parents, doctors. So it is hard, like, it's so hard that first time to let it out. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Totally agree. What are some things that you do? that help lessen your stress? Maybe, you know, some forms of self-care. So I'm gonna share this with you and I haven't shared yet with the world, but they will soon know. I started martial arts and it has been the most liberating thing for me ever. I've wanted to do it since last summer. And I'm like, mm, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I, and then here we go, going down the rabbit hole of the the why nots versus yeah, you should. Um, but I started martial arts now three weeks ago and my class and my instructor, like they are the most supportive and amazing people that I've met. And me going there twice a week has definitely not only boosted my confidence, but it has changed my mindset on the things that I think about. And that has also helped me deal with what I'm dealing with on a personal level. So like my stress is now geared in a different way than it was before. Instead of being in my thoughts, when I get in class, I'm able to actually release all of that extra energy 
that I would normally have here in my head. So that's really, really, really been the driving force of me being so calm and just letting things just go by. So I'm like, you can't be a martial arts and be on a thousand acres. They, they just don't go hand in hand. But it's definitely being around like-minded people in my class has definitely helped me um, reach this point. And it's crazy because like I had just pulled my hair in December and I was like so devastated. Not to the point where it was bald, but it's no, it was noticeable for me to stop, like I said previously. And I was like, no, like I, I, I can't, I can't keep getting to this point. And then when I started martial arts, I'm like, okay, now I understand that all of this extra energy is being pushed out every week. So it's helping me definitely be better. I love that. And I love that you mentioned earlier too, you know, well now martial arts, but also noticing the things that you need. Maybe you mm -hmm. need to go to bed earlier. You know, it's that those human needs that we sometimes push aside. Oh, let me work till 2 AM. But mm -hmm. it really is important for you. And with our condition or any condition, you have to understand what's your point and what someone else's point may be is not going to be yours. And that's because there are different things that you have to medically deal with. And that's okay. And I think for me and for anyone, just understanding the okay in it is what really helps with everything else. Mm -hmm. So what are some tips that you would give someone? You know, they're pulling a lot they kind of feel out of control. What are some, what are some pieces of advice you would give those people? They're down, you know, down in the dumps right now. Oh, that's a really, really good one. Um, one, don't be hard on yourself. I'm trying to think of all the things that I have to tell myself. <laughs> um, don't be hard on yourself. And two, this too shall pass. Because there's there's a factor that leads to every individual that's, you know, running through a hard time that's actually pulling their hair. Like really get to the root of your why. And for me in the beginning of my journey, I focused so much on, oh my gosh, I'm bald. Oh my gosh, I pulled my hair. And it's like now I'm like, what was it? Who is it? What caused you to do it? And those are the type of questions, like when you actually change the structure of the things that you say, once you realize that you've done it, it will help you on the journey to not doing it. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's great. That's really great. Um, and I want to ask you, have you had moments when you have shared with people where their response was something that you didn't like? For example, someone being like, oh, it's just a habit. Just stop. Have you heard those things? Yeah, that's all we're not friends now. <laughs> but no, seriously, it's like, you're bold again. And I'm like, I didn't choose this. <laughs> I didn't ask for this. Yes, yes, I am. And it becomes very, very frustrating. But I realize that I can't keep those type of people in my circle. More or less even talk to them about it at this point. Because now with like any condition, I realized that you can talk to someone about it, but unless they have either gone through the journey or know someone else that's in it, they really just don't understand it sometimes. Like they think that they're being helpful and that they're saying the right things or that it's just that simple to do when it's really not. So 
I don't even solicit or even ask for advice from people that haven't even been on the journey in the beginning to understand. Mm -hmm. it just, it yeah, just, I think it, it throws me off. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's just so, it's almost funny when it's like, oh, just stop. It's like, wait, don't you think I would have stopped if I could? You think I'm out here trying to keep doing this? Like, really? I would have stopped years ago. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Like, wow, you're so profound. Like, no, like, what right. are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, they've, they've definitely answered and solved all of your problems. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I keep talking about your friend just because, you know, she's great and she helped you out with this. I want to yeah. know, you, you speak about her almost like an accountability partner. Is that, besides being your friend, do you think she keeps you accountable for your trick? And is that something that you like? Yeah. My friend Mary keeps me accountable for a lot of things in life, <laughs> <laughs> including that. Um, and she's the one that I talk to about it the most because she was the one to identify it. So for me, my heart and my mind automatically goes to her. Even when I'm having those moments and I'm stressed out, I'm like, you know, I'm telling her, like, I pull my hair again. I'm just like so disappointed. She's like so encouraging, like, you know, you've been through this, like you'll you'll be okay. And like even telling her while I'm actively doing it or actually having my episode, like to have her be able to understand no matter what phase of it I'm in is definitely comforting. So she's literally my go-to person. I've been recently talking to my mom about it and like telling her like, oh, I have to cut my hair short again because I pulled. And she's like, oh, again. And like, she'll say it in a sense like, I'm so sorry to hear that. Not like, again, like, why would you do that? And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, I know. And like, just the tone of my mom is comforting just to let me know that it's okay as well. So it's just, yeah, it's been really good. But yeah, my friend, she's She's absolutely amazing. I wouldn't trade her in. And then it's like, when you have like those type of people that hold you accountable, sometimes less is more. And I say that like, I don't have to always explain to her what it is. Like clearly you, you'll see the difference in my hair, but it's just enough of having her presence around me. That's comforting to know that the next day will be better. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you ever find yourself pulling in front of people or is it something that you do in private? See, that's the thing. I don't know when I do it, mm. but people have caught me doing it. So it doesn't matter. Like when I pull, it has no respect to where I'm at. <laughs> I could be by myself or I can be with people. Unless like the people that actually know that they're like April, you're pulling. I'm like, oh, sorry. Or like if I'm bored, like I'll find myself like just twirling, like just because I don't know if that's something similar to like when someone I used to like suck their thumb or whatever. But like, yeah, I, I do it by myself or in public. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, you said over time you are becoming more aware. I know you're not aware when you do it, but you are like kind of um, building that awareness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, like I said, if it's on my shoulder now, like in my office, like if I see it on a desk, I'm like, nope, time to get it from my desk. Time to go do a walk around. Time to go see my coworkers, see what they're doing. Like, these are the things that I start thinking of, because if I stay there for eight hours, I don't know <laughs> what state I would be in 
once you know my shift ends so yeah I have become more aware because before it used to be like okay it's just a little bit here like it's not too much until it gets like excessive now it's like no 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 it's more than one strand like that wasn't just hair that just fell off and excess like it's yeah it's it's time for you to go do something else right now mm-hmm. yeah and that's so it like i said a lot of things that you do are just so smart you know you look at it you're like ah, here's my here's my cue gotta get up mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. my mindset yeah yeah absolutely now is there anything that i haven't asked you that you would have liked me to ask no you you asked me some good questions <laughs> And I really, I really, really appreciate it. And I really hope that this helps and encourages other people, especially African-American women, because unfortunately we suffer in silence with a lot of things. And this is one thing that I don't want us to suffer with um, or any individual for that moment or point of time that they're going through it. Like you're definitely not alone. And I really, really appreciate it. I Thank you so much for allowing me to really share my story and, you know, my first podcast ever talking about it. So I I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I hope to talk to you soon. I want to, you know, keep in touch. But thank you so much. Yes. Have a wonderful night. You're welcome. You too.